everyone! This is Drivecast, my name is Marina, and today, before we go towards introducing our guest, I will present to you weekly update from DriveDumper startup community. So, here are some community news. Tribe is looking for a new marketing intern. Are you a creative mind with some digital marketing skills? Are you willing to learn more and be part of this amazing entrepreneurial community? If it's a big yes, then might be you our new marketing intern. More info available on Tribe's website in the Opportunities section. Tribe has a new community lead. Tribe has a brand new community lead. Please welcome Karina Vicia Villa. She will be taking care of the community's needs both online and on-site. Tribe Hour. Do learn grow with Tribe. It's happening this Wednesday, 31st of March, starting at 5 p.m. So, what are the benefits of joining Tribe? What kind of opportunities Tribe offers for individuals? How can I network through Tribe? Find out in the next Tribe Hour. We will be broadcasting live in Facebook and YouTube, so you can chat your questions during the show. Sauna pitching application period is extended to 31st of March. There is still some time to apply to sauna pitching. Application period was extended to 31st of March, so only a couple of days left for action. Go to Tampere ES Facebook to apply. Tribe has a startup dictionary for dummies. If you want to be part of the startup world, it's good to know some common words to understand what the heck are they talking about. From now on, you can find a startup dictionary in our blog with new words added weekly. Thank you for listening to Tribe's weekly update. And now let's go towards the main part of our today's podcast. I always thought that a conversation between two colleagues is very boring for everybody who is not part of the profession, but I guess me and Tina will try to avoid it today. So let me introduce our guest of today. This is Tina Pienkoka, who is a podcaster and a diversity and inclusion enthusiast. Hello, Tina. Thank you for being with us today. Could you please say a few words about yourself to our listeners? Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for inviting me, Marina. Um, so yeah, like I said, um, I'm Tina. I um, I actually grew up in the UK and and then returned to Finland sort of six years ago. So uh, I started studying intercultural communication, um, which then brought me to this area of diversity and inclusion uh, advocacy that I'm really interested in at the moment. Um, so yeah, um, and I, I've travelled to a couple of countries and sort of spent time abroad from from Finland. So yeah, I don't know what else to really <laughs> maybe add to that, but um right. Speaking of intercultural communication, Hofstede or Jakobsen? <laughs> Definitely not Hofstede. <laughs> um, um me and Hofstede we don't we don't maybe uh, have that much in common in terms of intercultural communication. Okay. Um, Sort of, I would uh, also I would also go with Jacobson, <laughs> but definitely not Echo. But, yeah. Right. Uh, so, how would you define a topic of your podcast? What do you talk there about? Mm, 
so mostly we talk about uh, internationalization in general, um, but we kind of concentrate quite specifically on this um, international talents um, and Finnish labor market aspects, um, which I, I think if you live in Finland, you'll probably see quite a lot of that on LinkedIn. Um, a lot of people seem to be quite interested in this topic at the moment. Um, and then from my perspective, I also bring in this diversity and inclusion um, thought whenever possible uh, and try to kind of look at it from the, the individual point of view. So um, when we talk about international talents, it's quite easy to lump everyone together into one group. But actually that group is made up of a lot of different people. And I try to then also look at things a little bit more from, from their side and bring in these devil's advocate views sometimes as well. So yeah, so that's the general topic is sort of international issues, I guess, in Finland. Right. And there are two of you, you and your co-founder, co-host in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's the other co-host. Right. What is so inspiring for you in the topic? Okay, you traveled a lot and you're kind of, what 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 would be the term you're the uh one coming back from Britain to Finland? Um, yeah, yeah. Um for me, I guess the, the thing that really interests me in, in our podcast topic is um the ability to kind of mix the knowledge gained from from my studies in intercultural communication with my lived experience of being an immigrant in the UK and then most recently in Australia um, uh, with this sort of uh, returning identity that I have because I noticed when I returned to Finland that there wasn't really that much understanding on some of these topics um, especially the issues that um, you know uh, returnees Um, faced and, and now it's quite evident um, based on sort of a lot of the discussions I'm following that we're still not really fully understanding um, a lot of the experiences of, of internationals in Finland so this became like a, a really interesting platform to bring up some of those issues and what we're planning on doing is having actually people on the on the podcast later on to discuss their own personal experiences so they're sort of laying the foundations for that So for me, that's where the, the most sort of um, interesting and inspiring aspect of it comes from. Because um, I think a lot of the conversation sometimes is this um, quite polarized view of internationals in this particular box. But like I said earlier, these internationals, they, they are made up of all these different multiple identity layers. So then you have to understand that box A or box B might not completely fit their sort of needs or or expectations etc so then it's this intersectionality almost between different experiences and and different understandings through studies etc that we can kind of combine together um, so I think that's where I'm most inspired by in the uh, production of our our podcast I'd say that what you're talking about um, has a very practical implementation in the understanding of the process of establishing their own business or looking for a job for both returnees and international talents. I know that you are currently also looking for a job. What is your what are your feelings in a sense uh, from Finnish job market and do you have any tips or do you maybe have any complaints? Um, <laughs> I it's probably not best if I complain as such but I, I definitely have some feedback on on that front 
Um, Tips-wise, I, I don't really feel like I've got any tips to give anybody um, in terms of finding a job in Finland, which is a bit strange because, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of my early 30s and I've definitely worked since I was um, sort of teen. I think I was like 13 when I got my first paper round, so I've like never not worked. So living in Finland and not working has been really, um, it's been a really weird transition for me personally because I'm so used to just it's just a normal thing that an adult does in my opinion you know I, I grew up in that kind of a uh, sort of understanding I guess so so I don't really have any tips on how to get employed because I currently have not succeeded in that in Finland um, and I take that sort of sometimes a little bit personally I feel like I maybe should be doing um, a lot more things or I should somehow be better at job searching Um, so I guess like the only tip I really have is to understand that it's not necessarily um, the job seeker themselves. So whoever's kind of listening as a job seeker, um, it's it's not you that is sort of incapable of, of, you know, doing it correctly or whatever. I think that a lot of it is to do with this situation that we have in Finland in the job market, which is, what is it, 80% of jobs are hidden jobs. Um, I mean, good luck, you know. Um, and then the 20% that are actually available. Sometimes there's a person already pre-selected for that job. Um, and so like, so the actual jobs that we're looking for as job seekers are very sort of few and far between, let's say, um, or you have to be very well connected to kind of find them. So I think from what I've noticed and from what I've heard from a lot of job seekers in my network is that they've done basically everything to the point of even changing their names or you know all of these things um to try and find a job so I don't know what else they could really do so the next thing is to just be kind to yourself and and try not to take it so sort of on your shoulders as if it's just your issue as a job seeker I think it's a um a social sort of issue within Finland we need to fix the system Um, and make it more accessible for people to actually apply for jobs. It, we shouldn't be relying so much on, on networks, maybe. I think it's um, skills should be seen as the more important uh, asset in job searching. Um, so, yeah, I, I think those are my sort of feedback and tips, really, is um, it's not you. <laughs> it's, it's like a, a systemic thing. Mm -hmm. um, but also, let's try and fix that systemic issue that we have I don't know if that helps anybody but um no, yeah take no, a break no. recharge <laughs> no I feel like replying next time when I have to when someone writes to me sorry you did not make it to the position I will write yeah I know it's not about me it's about you <laughs> but I mean I think sometimes a lot of people end up sort of sitting at home with this feeling of oh my goodness I I'm failing Because I know I get that sometimes because, I, like I said, I'm used to being employed and um, I went to Australia um, and had no contacts there and I managed to get a job. So I, I don't believe that it's necessarily me. That's the, the issue in terms of, you know, job searching. I think there's lots of factors. But a lot of times I've sat at home thinking, I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know where I'm failing. And I think a lot of people get that. And I think it can get to it. A lot of people, I think it can cause a lot of sort of emotional and psychological heartache, you know, when like somebody is used to being 
um, you know, competent or at the top of their field or something, and then, then they come to Finland and all of a sudden they can't even get an interview for something that they've done for X amount of years. So, um, so yeah, I just want people to kind of, I guess, know that it's, it's really not necessarily about them. It's um, somebody else was already lined up for the job or the job was hidden or, you know, there's a multitude of reasons why people aren't, aren't getting their jobs. And it's not necessarily that your CV isn't good enough or your cover letter isn't good enough. But sometimes we do, we see our home and we think that that is what it comes down to. And it's necessarily not, not the main or most important thing. Um, and it's, it's also, I don't think, you know, we talk about language and, and you should learn a lot more Finnish or you should be very fluent or, or whatever. And I also think that's not a very, it's not a very good reason <laughs> to not employ internationals. Um, and I think a lot of people do feel like they take a lot of this sort of blame in quote marks onto themselves for not having gotten a job so I guess that's my my main issue with the with the main sort of with the job market in uh, in Finland is that it, individuals feel very much like they are maybe failing in the process of trying to find a job but it's very hard to find jobs if most of them are hidden so I would like to see that becoming less of the norm and and for more jobs to actually be openly available for people to to apply to but how we do that I have no idea for you right now <laughs> no answers on that one right one tip which I always hear from different job coaches and professionals is uh, that if you cannot find a job then create a job so start a business for example mm-hmm. What do you think about that, especially since, as far as you mentioned, you were thinking of commercializing your podcast? Yeah, I would say that I noticed that um, way back in 2015 when I first moved to Finland and realized that I, I realized I had no chance of getting a job. I mean, my finish was really rusty. I was completely sort of, I had no connections or anything. And I thought, right, there doesn't seem to be a job that I'm qualified by Finnish standards to do so I'm going to make my own and that's been something that I've noticed seems to be the path for a lot of internationals actually um there's probably a reason why we're um you know we've got so many uh, entrepreneurs in Finland um because I guess if you can't find what you want or need or, or what you'd like to do then why not why not do it yourself so yeah I mean if that's if there's a, a path for somebody to go into entrepreneurship Of course, yeah, why not? So that that's also my goal. I would love to be my own boss. I would love to love to create my own job. So yeah. Where do you see the point of commercialization for a podcast? For let's say that I believe uh, that podcasting is a form of art. So mm-hmm. for people who do different kind of art in a broad sense, podcasting included, what would be the way to commercialize? Where do the money come from, in your opinion and understanding? Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, how I've noticed um, it happen is sort of this, I guess, this Uhtestu, so this uh, collaboration between uh, podcasts and companies that are somehow um, in the same sort of field. So um, if we Flow think... of mind. Sorry? In the same flow of mind, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's you know these kind of uh, investment podcasts which um, affiliate themselves with I don't know banks or you know th- these things like they, they'll kind of have these little little ways of of finding somewhere to collaborate. And um, how 
that would happen with our podcast, uh, I'm not sure yet because we are kind of, we're quite broad and I don't know really um, how that monetization would work. Um, I would also say that a podcast can be part of a business without being the business. So um, maybe there's something in that, that it could be, you know, just one of many, many aspects of the business. So yeah, it's still kind of in the, in the thought process phase. So we'll see. But yeah, I think there's lots of opportunities when we kind of really think about it. Um, there's lots of different ways to monetize. I actually know of another podcaster and they've started recently to, I think, monetize their podcast. Uh, and then there's these things that you can kind of like support them. So it doesn't have to even be that you're doing any collaboration with a company, but you can just ask if you've got quite a wide network, I guess you can just ask your listeners to support you in some format. I think you can buy these, these podcasters coffee um, and buy some of their other services. So um, there's all these, these different options. Right. So if some of local podcasters or podcasters to be listening to us, hear a few ideas from Tina include them in your thinking list. I have probably one last question. Um, regarding, again, the topic of your podcast and your observations as a job searcher and generally your experience as a returnee, how do you feel about the situation with diversity in Finland in the professional life? Um, when you say diversity, do you mean sort of um, like how diverse is the workforce or, or how it's spoken about or is there oh. like a okay what do you think what do you mean when you say <laughs> that you're a diversity enthusiast yeah so for me um diversity always comes with inclusion um because diversity i mean we're all diverse uh, diversity is to do with like difference or variation but we're all, we're all diverse so um like sometimes when you hear this term diversity higher it's a bit yikes for me I don't really feel comfortable with that because it's implying that a sort of somebody in the mainstream is like the norm and then anybody else is like diverse from that so it's this idea of um what's what is normal what do we mean so um diversity and inclusion um if I talk about it as like a an enthusiast or advocate for that um for that I mean making sure that everybody has the chance to voice their opinion about things. For example, in, if we talk about this international talent concept um, that's discussed a lot in Finland, sometimes my main question is why are internationals not included in this conversation? So for me, it's like having these diverse thoughts, for example, included in the conversation. Um, when we talk about returnees, a lot of the times returnees aren't sat at the table discussing these topics. Um, and for me, that's problematic because then, well, how do you know what the main issues are, what the main things that need fixing are, or, or what the main concerns of those individuals are? So for me, diversity and inclusion is, is kind of, they go hand in hand. Um, you can't talk about diversity without kind of actually <laughs> including um, that into the, into the discussion. And those people who bring those different sort of understandings And again, I, I couldn't be like a diversity and inclusion advocate for everybody because I, I have my lived experience, I have the knowledge I've gained from studies, but I, I can't possibly know about all of the different aspects of diversity and inclusion that affect other people's lives. So 
Yeah, for me, it's very complex. It really depends on the context of what's happening. Um, but I'd say it's become, it's become very topical in Finland over the last year, um, specifically this corona year. When I left Finland for Australia back in May 2019, I didn't really sort of recognize it as being a very widely discussed topic. Uh, maybe it was, maybe I didn't sort of pay attention to it as much. Maybe whilst I was in Australia, my perspective changed on return to Finland. I don't know. But it seems that since, I would say in the last year, it's really become um, the main topic of conversation in, in Finland, at least. And it's, it's interesting how that's kind of evolved over the last year, that discussion. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely. I just wanted to hear, hear your views and experience. Oh. And that was interesting. And I'd like to say that though, of course, situations can be different. I can always say that there is one place in Tampere region or where people who talk about inclusion of internationals into business life are internationals, at least part of the team. That would be Tramontere hmm. startup community, where in the <laughs> operational team there was always a good percentage of international talents and also people who well, who can be considered returnees, Finnish people who worked or studied abroad for a while and came back. So there are different kind of viewpoints. That's at one point when I was working for the community, we had a team where we had a joke that we have uh, the team and the Finn because we had only one, <laughs> one native Finnish person there. The rest were internationals. And also currently Tribecast team is 50-50 since we have two people and there is me and there is our sound girl Carolina who is a Finnish representative in our team. So anyways, if you feel like you need the internationals uh, in your business life in Tampere, then of course that would be Tribe Tampere. Right, I say that we had a Absolutely amazing interview with a lot of thoughts and hopefully our listeners will enjoy and will think and will feel and maybe will give us some feedback. I'd like to remind our listeners that for now the best way to listen to us is to go on Anchor, but also all the other platforms stay where they are. Thank you very much for this interview, Tina. Shall we try do a virtual selfie? Yeah, why not? Let me just turn my camera on. Let's see, let's see. Tell me when you're ready. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> right, that would be one. I've recently started a few out a new feature. I now know that I can have a chat where I send stuff to myself. Oh, okay. That's like absolutely perfect, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> like... Uh, after years and years, I figure out new and new things. Right. Thank you. I cannot guarantee the quality of photos, but I did my best. And uh, thank you for the interview. That was really, really cool chat. And for now, I wish our listeners a great weekend. And yeah. Lovely. Thank you. And we'll be in touch. Thanks. Bye.